0: Phil Moran, Pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hugan, Pastor at Day Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us, or catch past broadcasts, or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationBoise.com. Welcome back to the Gospel for Life, your favorite show at eight o'clock in the morning. We don't have to compete with a lot of people it is your <laughs> favorite show at eight o'clock in the morning on 94.1
1: the yeah, voice that's right yeah. um, i
0: can say that very strongly that's right we've been talking about anger the last um i'm really i'm really angry because we i just feel it rising in me uh we've 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 separated anger into three three buckets three categories the first one is the righteous anger of god if you don't know that that God is a is an angry God over sin, then you don't quite know God. The second bucket is the righteous anger of humans. Um, the scripture- Because we're image bearers. Because we're image bearers, that we should be angry about the things that God is angry about. It mm-hmm. We actually have a command to be angry. In Ephesians 4, it says, be angry and sin not.
1: Can I just reemphasize what you just said there? Yeah. We have a command to be angry about the things that God is angry about, and yeah. that's mm-hmm. the key mm-hmm. phrase. Um, so if you're trying to gauge whether you have righteous anger or not, you you need to just step back and ask the question, would God be angry about this? Yep. And would God express his anger like I'm expressing my anger? That's right. And so I think those are two very important questions when trying mm-hmm. to ascertain whether it's righteous anger and righteous anger expressed righteously.
0: That's right. The third bucket then today is the unrighteous anger of humanity. I guess I just wanted to kind of preface it by saying, you guys, I, I think this is what something that Martin Luther said. History is like a drunk man on a horse. No sooner does he fall off the left side, does he mount again and fall off the right. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the problem with anger is that we can vacillate between those two extremes. The first extreme being, well, there's no such thing as righteous anger, so I better not ever be angry. Right. The second extreme is the person who says, well, there is such thing as righteous anger, and I'm mad at everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why we're creating and these all buckets. all of my anger is righteous. <laughs> is righteous. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Never, I never express unrighteous anger ever, and how dare you say otherwise. <clears throat> um, so let's, I mean, we've hinted at it already, right? Which goes to point our own
2: humanity, which is a fallen humanity, and so we we are going to fall off on what, either side. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing that... Um, there was somebody had written something about anger and they'd asked the question, what makes you really mad? What makes you real, what pushes your buttons? What, you know, what happens to you that uh, causes this anger to arise, you know? And so you, you know, like, it's kind of like one of those counseling questions, you know, what are you angry about? But, um, actually, when we ask the question, what makes you angry, it suggests uh, that, uh, you know something has the power to make you angry but but anger is a, anger is a righteous choice not a it it the external things don't have the power to make us angry yeah um you know instead of saying what makes you angry the question you ought to ask is why are you angry mm-hmm. why are you angry helps you discern whether or not this is righteous anger or whether it's just me being affronted by something that I don't like. Mm.
1: Mm -hmm. Jonathan was just referring to this whole idea of that we, we personify some things and we say, give them power that they don't have. So a circumstance makes me angry, a person makes me angry, or an offense makes me angry. And I read a book when I was in high school called, I think it was called Your Emotions Are Showing. little booklet, and that was really the point of that book, that our emotional responses are our own. That nothing can force how we respond. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, We can let them derive us in a certain way, but at the end of the day, how we respond is a decision of our free will. um, You're
0: sounding really Armenian.
1: I know. And we're making a choice. We're making a choice to respond in anger, to respond yeah. with joy, yeah. to respond with patience, to uh-huh. respond with whatever it is.
0: Can I give you an illustration? The yes, ex, please. It's not mine. It's actually Paul Tripp's. So Paul Tripp gave this uh, illustration to an audience one time. He had a coffee cup, and uh, it was full of coffee. And he said, if I shook this cup, what would, what would happen? And they said, well, coffee would come out. Okay, uh, now the cup's empty. If I were to shake it, uh, what, would, what would come out? well nothing the the point of the illustration is is if if we're shaken up in life if our circumstances are are making us angry that's actually a fallacy it's not our circumstances that are making us angry it's because we have angry anger in the cup so uh-huh. jesus was shaken up his entire earthly life and unrighteous anger never came out of him so nobody can ever say well my, my circumstances are what the what's devil, the, made, me the do devil it. made me do it no <laughs> you're angry because in your heart y- you you were conceived in sin that's that's why anger is coming out
3: um sinful anger usually sinful anger uh, is one of two dynamics um either my pride has been hurt and so i lash out because uh, my pride is hurt Or I'm trying to I'm trying to control someone else through my anger. I think of uh, you know the the first I I'm pretty sure it's the first example of unrighteous anger in the Bible is in Genesis chapter four, uh, Cain, and uh, remember uh, Abel. Brings uh, uh, they, bo- they both, both. Cain, Cain, and Abel come to worship the Lord. Uh, Abel brings uh, some uh, a sacrifice of livestock that he is he, that he has raised, and uh, Cain is a farmer, and so he brings uh, some uh, fruit, some produce uh, that he has raised. And Abel's offering is accepted cain's offering is not
1: accepted and god asked yeah. cain the exact same question that he he will later ask jonah
3: yes why are you angry? why are you angry and notice how patient god is God's god's like a counselor he asks he right. he knows fully that well question why yeah he knows fully well why cain is angry um it's no mystery to god uh, Cain's pride has been hurt, and uh, but God asks. He's slow to anger. Uh, Cain is quick to anger, and God is slow to anger. Um, Ask him, why are you angry? Why are you angry, and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, God warns him. Sin is crouching at the door and its desire is for you, but you must rule over it.
1: And it's interesting. God is saying to him, "Cain, you have a choice. Yeah, you can allow the sin within to to get the better of you, if you will, mm-hmm. and and make choices based upon something that that's really an issue that's inside of you. Yeah, mm-hmm. or you need to master." You need you need to and, – and he's not saying, Cain, you can master this in your own strength. What he's really saying is, Cain, you can master this through me. Yeah.
0: And Cain, in essence, rejects God. Well, it's interesting right? how he puts it. He, he says sin is crouching at the door. He, he's not saying that, that something outside of him um, – there's something external that's forcing you to to sin here mm-hmm. uh he, he's just he's using poetic language here so actually sin is in your heart it's it's the passions that are or within you and if you give into that um that's when you, you're going to that's why you lashed out that's what what james says what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you is it not this that your passions are at war within you and i would just say this is the deepest root of so you're talking about causes of sin. That's you've preferred some helpful notes here, but the, the deepest cause of sin is selfishness. It's the desire to be served. It's the desire to be put at the center. It's the yeah, desire right. to have your own kingdom. It's the desire to be your own God. Which it manifests itself
1: yeah. in a lot of ways. I mean that's that this selfishness, this greed, this jealousy, this envy, this this pride, I mean passions is is just covers mm-hmm. all of these different how yeah. un- what we often make unhealthy.
3: I've often heard that uh, Cain's offering was rejected by God because it wasn't an, an animal and it didn't include blood. But later on in the Bible, first of all, at, at that time, there's no commandment, no, no direction uh, about what to bring for a sacrifice, not that, not that we know of, uh, not that's recorded in the Bible. And later on in the Bible, uh, grain offerings are appropriate. Um, and uh, I, I, I don't think that Cain's offering was rejected because it wasn't an animal. I think Cain's offering was rejected because God knew Cain's heart. And his heart was not submitted to God Uh, His heart was full of pride. And that's why uh, when his offering is rejected, uh, he's provoked uh, with anger both against God and against his brother.
1: Hebrews would say that Abel by faith offered a sacrifice more acceptable to God. Yeah. By faith. By faith. By faith. Whether Cain's offering, we know that there is some command that God had given to Cain and Abel. We, we don't know it. We weren't told it. Um, but we do know from Hebrews that Abel offered his sacrifice by faith. Yes. And mm-hmm. I think by implication, we can also then conclude Cain didn't. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That the offering of Abel looked forward to the promised Messiah, and Cain's offering did not look forward to the promised Messiah. Now, whether that was because of the actual substance of what they brought, an animal versus plants, um, I'm not sure about that because mm-hmm. we're not told explicitly about that right um but we do know that one offered by faith and the other one didn't uh-huh and when we begin to look at anger and what what brings about our unrighteous responses to things, I think it's so important to get past the surface um there is, yes, an initial cause. Mm-hmm. And we've been saying that. But go deeper. Um, take the road of James and say, well, what's underneath? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What,
2: what, what, yeah. what's, what are the causes well, of things? Yes. Are you committed to your own well-being or to God?
1: Yes, yes. Find out, And that's, that's the, the work that is actually going to be productive of, okay, Lord, help me to understand my own heart. Understand my own motivations. um, Mm -hmm. What's causing these sinful responses to these moments? And um, I think you're going to find that that's a much more productive route than just trying to deal with a Band-Aid approach. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, you've been listening to The Gospel for Life. If you've missed any of these broadcasts, just go subscribe to our podcast, The Gospel for Life. Make sure you type in the word the don't forget about our upcoming Reformation Boise Conference. This is a great opportunity. Every year we throw a conference that is uh, put on by several uh, churches here in the Treasure Valley. Um, this year's theme is Oh, Church Your Eyes. Dr. Joel Beaky, Dr. Derek Thomas, uh, great world-class speakers. We're going to have lots of books. We're going to have food trucks. We're going to have prizes to give away for those who register. So make sure you register today at ReformationBoise.com.